Okay, I, we're I, good. You're recording that? Signal? No, it wasn't. Oh, that was the best intro. This you signal lost it. to noise ratio is this small. So good. Yeah. Oh yeah. What? Our, no- we, our noise is at like minus twenty. We're yep. getting <laughs> Bellingham rush hour. What the hell? Bellingham has a rush hour? Apparently, we hit it. Apparently, Bellingham is a wicked town. Yeah. That's what I hear. And it's like a secret that they don't want the Canadians to know about. They don't want the rest of America to know about. (laughs) But apparently, Bellingham is pretty cool. Um, All right. Road trip. We're on a road trip. I'm Matthew Martinson. I'm Gordon McLattery. This is Beards, Cats, and Any Game Audio. Episode whatever. 22? November 23? Somewhere around November there. 2015. November. It's the November 2015 episode. Can't be mistaken for any other November. No. Um, so, we're on the road. We have Omni mics clipped into our beards. Because that's how we roll. Uh, it works. High class stuff. Yeah. Heading to Bungie. Heading to Bungie, that's high class. Where we will not tell anyone how we had mics clipped into our beards. No, they're going to find out that way afterwards. Yeah. Actually, no, I'll totally tell people. <laughs> it was sound devices, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what are we doing, Matt? Well, we're doing a car podcast because we're going to Bungie, and we're both really busy, and I went on vacation, and the month is almost up, and we're, we're running out of time. So we're like, well... Guess we're recording it in the car again. Yeah. So we needed some kind of contrast for last month's highly planned out, orchestrated podcast. Yeah, we're bringing it back down to earth yeah. in the flying by the seat of our pants. Really flinging it together. So, right now, we're in the car. We're, we're heading to Bungie for the Seattle video game, game audio meetup group monthly meetup. Um, we're going to see some talks by the somebody at Bungie about Bungie sound stuff. Um, get to see the place, which is cool. They've got a really, really great meetup group in Seattle. They've been doing these awesome monthly get-togethers at all the different studios in town. It's really cool to see where everybody works and how everybody does stuff. Uh, I've been soloing down to them a lot, and I've finally convinced more Vancouverites to make the trip with me. This is my first one, so that's awesome. And it should be cool. We've got Jamie in the back seat. You can't hear Jamie. He doesn't have a mic in his beard. No, we did not prepare for that. We, um, so he's just producing, you know? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this episode produced. Produced by Jamie Bell. <laughs> See, that's just like a producer. He's saying stuff off mic that nobody can hear, and then we comment about it. It's perfect. It's playing the role well. So, our main topic we were going to talk about... Um, kind of in conjunction with last month's episode, we're going to talk about sound libraries. Yeah, so last month we talked about what is a good sound before it goes into your engine or into your middleware. Like, just what is a good starting sound? Yeah. And so now we're going to talk about where do you put those things and how do you keep them? Yeah. Um, And I think we're both uh, not awesome at it. No. I fully self-admit I'm probably... My library is one of the worst libraries. And we're talking about personal sound libraries. Yeah. So everybody should be building your own personal sound library. Like, as a sound person, hashtag always be recording. Um, You know, whatever you're doing, build up 
your own thing because commercial libraries are great and commercial libraries are great for the things that you don't have access to or can't you know can't record yeah you know like i don't have a tank sitting around so maybe i'm going to need to buy a tank library at some point yeah um but there's so i mean like you work at clay so you could just buy a tank probably i could probably be like you know go to my boss and go hey can we need a tank (laughs) we now have we need a tank Jamie, Jamie, we need a tank. Um, so, yeah, we, I mean, we do have, we have the clay tank. I mean, we don't have a tank. It's a write-off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's stuff that you can't, you can have access to or whatever, right? So that's, you got to get libraries. But everything else, there's so much stuff you can record yourself that you should, you should be doing that. You should be building a library. So, where so do you start? where do we start? I think we should start with uh, your recording workflow. All right. Um, I have one that I'm happy with for small stuff. I don't. So you go first. So I, I have my little booth and in my, in my studio, I've got a little ISO booth. Yep. And what I used to do is I would, I actually had a monthly Pro Tools session. Yep. And then anytime I was going to do original recordings, I would, I would open that session and record them into there, and I'd be like, this is a July 2014 yep. recording session. But uh, I realized that that was, like, dumb, and actually made me record less. Okay. Because I would be working on a project, and I'd be like, I need to record something. Yeah. And then I would just not want to open a new session. Yeah. I'd be like, eh, so I'd go look for something that I already, already had. had. Yeah. Instead of easily getting something new so what I do now is I just always have my first track basically set to my record uh, track yep. or you can do it any track I'll just set the input so that I can record it to record anywhere. on it really quickly yeah um, and I'll just hit record hop in the booth record the thing mm-hmm. and then just in whatever session I'm in then I'll, I could just duplicate it to the track below yep uh, send one of them, uh, send it to RX using RX Connect, which is a Pro Tools thing. If you're not using Pro Tools, I don't think there's an option for that. But you, easily, you can send it to your two-track editor or yeah. whatever. Um, RX Connect is fucking awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so then I clean it up, send it back, process one, and then I just Command-K export them both mm-hmm. to a folder called New Stuff, which is on my drive which is on my dropbox yep so i have i have a one terabyte drive that is kind of dedicated to my my dropbox account yeah so immediately it is spit to my new folder zips up to the internet safe forever yeah that's awesome and then i will organize those like every couple of months my my new recordings and it means i don't have to leave my session um it's it's named yep i have the raw original Mm-hmm. I have the clean, more usable one. Yep. And I, so I just have like a suffix of CLN and raw to yep. differentiate those for searchable reasons or reasons of searchability. And and it's and I, yeah, I never had to leave the session because I was probably recording it for that session anyways, and I can just immediately go to editing it, yeah. editing it in. But I also have this nice new library sound that is just going to be super useful in the future. Yeah. And I think it's important to also note how you record something to make it so you barely have to edit it. Mm-hmm. And the things that have been helping me is that I know my room really well now. Yeah. Um, so 
I know to record like a bit of silence for the noise reduction. Yep. So that I have something to sample from for noise reduction. And just to give myself nice spaces between my singular instances. Yeah. Um, you always want to let stuff settle. Yeah. Like whatever you're doing, let it die out. Because a lot of times I've found that you may think that the sound has died out completely. But once you go to edit it, you realize there was a you were recording a big tail. Yeah. That you've now like moved around or said something and you've lost. Yeah that part of it so, so yeah i do i do no talking yep and i take and i hold my breath but I, and i take big obvious breaths when i have to yep so that those are really obvious when i'm when you so I get into rx so really when i'm doing a recording now you it'll be i just have to clip the heads and tails yep and remove the breaths so it'll literally, literally be like four or five cuts yeah and then process that to the to the connect file or through audio suite yep and I'm done. So I feel like I'm, I'm happy with that workflow right now. That's we'll cool. see if I'm still happy with it in a year, but I yeah. think that's good. Anyways, so that's my recording workflow. That's good. Um, um, and that's obviously only good for home recording. And game recording as well, because I'm not doing perspectives. Right. This is all just super dry, yeah. very close mics usually. Yeah. Um, like, this is all stuff that's going into a game engine. Yeah. Um, which, depending on who you are, you may not, you may or may not want perspective stuff. Some yeah. People, some people still like to use perspectives mm-hmm. in games. It's just a little more complicated with your implementation. Yep. Um, so, anyways, after that, like, well, I know you don't have a good library, but do you have goals? <laughs> My library is just a mess. Okay. That's a... There's, there's kind of two things. There's the, the library I've recorded portably, mm-hmm. like my field recordings. Those are uh, sitting in numerous new-to-be-sorted folders with a bunch of unlabeled files. Yeah. So I totally get the, like, don't talk, so you have to do less editing. Yeah. When you're at home and you're immediately naming files. Yes. If you're doing field recordings... Slate. Slate the shit out of that. And slate at the front... Tail oh. slates. I annoy myself so much when I'm like, uh, is there I I'm starting to prefer, prefer tail slates. Really? Because okay. here's 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 why. A tail slate, you've been listening to what you've been recording for whatever, five minutes or something, or yeah. two minutes. You've listened to all of what you've done, and you can give a more accurate description of what that recording is because it's finished. Because you couldn't tell the future when you Right. Okay. That's that's yeah, my logic. That's, that's you you think good. you know what you're recording, but maybe something you know. Yeah. You're recording yeah. some footsteps, and there was an awesome, you know, uh, tree getting cut down in the background. Yeah. That you <laughs> didn't get to know what was going to happen. <laughs> so in a tail slate, you can call that out. Footsteps. You can be like, not very good footsteps. Really awesome tree falling from chainsaw. Yes, because we experienced that. Yes. I don't, I don't know how you find out, but if it's good, if you're going to go record in a park, find out if they're felling trees that day. Yeah. I really wish there was a non-awkward way to name files, like, on the go. Yep. Or just, well, just, it's not possible with the equipment I have, but... No, there's some... I can't remember which recorder. It might be the F8, the new Zoom one. Yeah. You can connect to, to it your from, phone? from your phone. Ooh, Yeah. And okay. do stuff like that, which is, that's a, like, slick feature. That's very cool. So, 
Um, so there's my field recordings are a mess. Okay. I fully admit I have thought I have lost stuff because I didn't name things properly. I had this awesome train recording that I lost for a couple of months and then finally dived in and found it again and then named it. So that was better. Yeah. Um, my recording workflow uh, at Clay is because I have a, I have a, we have a recording room, um, and that's got a computer set up at it, mm-hmm. and it, there is a microphone plugged in and ready to go 24-7. Like you were saying how even jumping out of sessions like slowed you down and prompted you to not do it. Yeah, record less, basically, I'm, which is the worst. I fully believe any roadblock will cause you to be like, oh, maybe I just won't do that. Yeah. So have a mic on a stand, plugged in, ready to go all the time. Yeah. Like if there is nothing stopping you from, literally all you have to do is press record yes. and you're going, then you're going to do it. Yeah. No, that's that's huge for my studio. So I, I when I worked at home, same thing. I had a mic on a stand just always in my recording area, just sitting there ready to go. Sweet. Always plugged in. So... Um, lately, because I finally have a team at Clay, Woo! which is awesome, um, now I have basically people that can operate while I record, be Pro Tools operators for me. So I, I, I will literally walk by going, open up a session, put it in record, I'm going to do something, and walk <laughs> into the room. And Dan and Jamie are awesome and always have it rolling by the time I'm standing in front of a mic. Awesome. And I just start doing whatever it is I'm going to do. And then, yeah, we name it. And usually it just, right now, it just gets dumped to whatever session I need. Yeah. But we're working on gathering up all this stuff we've recorded and building a proper kind of clay library for ourselves. Um, now that we're a team, it's not just me and, like, my hacked together workflow. Yeah. Other so, people need to understand your methods of madness. Yes, which is that, exactly. So you were talking about maybe an SVN repo, which I'm very interested in. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna um, we're working out, you know, site licenses for the three of us for our commercial libraries and then taking all of each of our own personal libraries and the clay recorded libraries mm-hmm. and putting them all in an SVN depot so that we instantly share them between all of us. Yeah. And then as we record stuff, the recording station computer will also have that repository and immediately like you can record stuff put it in the depository and everybody gets it yeah right you're just like oh in the morning a no, sync so and be great. like oh sync, look can you have new sounds dan so recorded good. you know some some stuff yesterday sweet yeah that's so cool i want like i want a team now just so i can do that <laughs> so so that's something we're building towards we're like figuring out the logistics of it and yeah that's super cool i'm excited i'm excited to have this like growing depository that we all like contribute to mm-hmm. um do you have a naming convention for sounds you record i'm still deciding uh, whether i do or not not a good one but just big long names yeah i'm still not a um a heavy or at all user of basshead or sound minor i should be so i don't I'm not heavily invested personally in metadata, mm-hmm. so I use big file names. Same. Um, if you're going to do anything that you're giving to somebody else, put metadata in it. Like, yeah. you know, most people out there, I think, use it. 
Yeah, I think so. You know, we're hacks, so we don't. Imposters. Yeah, totally. Totally. They're on to us. Beards, cats, and imposter and game audio. Nobody's going to listen to the podcast ever again because we're, <laughs> we're hacks. Um, yeah, I guess I, I go with the big long names. Yep. I also go with, I always put the most important aspect of that sound first. Yep. So if it's a whoosh, that's going first, and then all the descriptors for the whoosh are coming afterwards. Right. Or if it's a footstep, then footstep is first, and then descriptors come later. And But I always end them mm-hmm. with, well, my initials. Yeah. For some stupid reason. I think they told us to do that at school. Like, somehow this is supposed to protect you. So people that knows know where it came from or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it means, like, you just change the file name. Um, I've started in uh, one of the naming conventions we've started at Clay um, for our game for game sounds, not library stuff. But I'm going to do it in the library too. I think is putting some sort of initials of what game the sounds came from. Yeah, right. Because I'm now at the point of like, oh, I've got, I'm searching for bloody, and I've got bloody sounds in like you know three or four different games. Right. Which one did it came from? And if it's got a you know something in it in the name I can do and I'm thinking of adding those initials into what we originally recorded it for just to give some perspective of when and where it came from right so I start with what it was and then get into descriptors of what it sounds like okay so like a footstep it'll be like a footstep's a footstep so it'll be like sneaker footstep I'd probably go footstep sneaker same and then you know the surface and like that one's an easy one more but it might be like Pot clang, you know, metallic, ringy, you know, hard something. Like, yep. I'll start, like, I'll be like, this is what I did, and these are some descriptive words of what it sounded like. Yeah. Do you use underscores? Yeah. Uh, spaces are weird. Spaces are, are weird. I'm, I'm old, so spaces weird me out in file names. Yeah. I'm so not, I'm an, I'm I'm an underscore guy. Yeah. But I know it, like, means nothing, and it can actually make searchability harder in some cases. Yeah. Or, like, with if you're using workspace. Um, and I will I do uh, upper and lowercase stuff. There's sometimes I'll put, I'll just group stuff together and do uppercase on new words. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I can jam more in. Oh, wait, what? So, so no, pot no, clang. No spaces? If I did pot clang, yeah. I might do capital P, capital C, no underscore in between them. Oh, really? Doesn't that completely mess with searchability? No, because the, the Boolean searches usually are, privy, are, are hip, hip okay that? with that. Yeah, they're oh, okay. I haven't encountered <laughs> problems with it. Huh. That's good to know, but I'm never going to do that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, that, would, that terrifies me. <laughs> as much as spaces? More than spaces. Wow. Only thing scarier than spaces is no spaces. <laughs> I have folder. I have like a folder hierarchy. Yep. In my sound library, and I'm not really sure how useful it is because yeah. I'm generally just searching everything. Well, I guess it's pretty useful now that I think of it. Because sometimes I want to share like a whole folder with somebody. Yeah. Makes and it I'll easier just be for like, that. Hey, have all my metal sounds. Yeah. Or. Um, for my personal stuff. So it is good. It, and it, yeah, if I can't find something that I know I have, but maybe there's a typo in the name or something, mm-hmm. I can go I can go track it down manually. Yeah. It's also good for cataloging. Um, for making making catalogs. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think a good folder structure is is good. Um, as we were talking before the podcast, though, you do get into those. Where should something go? There's lots of yeah. stuff you record that feels like it, it could be in multiple folders depending on how you've. Yeah, which you drives know, like the little bit of obsessiveness in me. Right. Insane. Like if I've got a metal folder and a household objects folder. Uh, where do the pots and pans go? Where do the go? pots and pans go? Because I could totally see having both those things. Yep. Those are like, those are folders I would I would use. I have, just out of sheer like neuroticism, yep. put copied it and put it in both folders. Wow. Just because I couldn't handle it. See, that I, that bugs me more. That, yeah, it's, it makes I no sense. I hate duplication. <laughs> I'll, I'll just but buy more hard drives. Other than... Rolling again. You just I had I had flow and thought and you ruined it. Your flow was fumbling with a piece of paper while driving. Nothing, to read not, something that I'm just editing that out. Craig I didn't, said, I didn't um, do that. You, did, you are editing this one, so you can you have <laughs> just to make do myself look good. Yeah. Um, so as Craig on on Twitter said, because I like did the ask some questions and I said we we're talking about sound libraries. Craig said, back up your library. Mm-hmm. I've been through this. Yep. Do you care to share? I will share it again. I'm sure some of our listeners have been through this with me before, but yep. I had a four... I've got a... a I, someone called it a toaster, and I love that. <laughs> a, a hard drive dock that has four hard drives in it. Yep. And I think I, I was installing Boot Camp, and for some reason that just like fried three of the four hard drives oh. in the thing. And so I had my backups all in the same dock. Oh, so so you even luckily, had backups. So I had backups, but they were in the they were like at the same place, which is yeah. makes them that's I not think, really useless. Up. Like if you get if something gets struck by lightning, it's all going. Yeah. Um. So, luckily, all my original recordings I had backed up. Yeah. To Dropbox, so they were safe. Um, but all of the other ones were live purchased libraries. Yeah. So I had to contact all the. All places the I bought them all, bought them from, and download them all, Ugh. which is like gigs and gigs and gigs of like yeah. of downloading. So it was it was just a huge time suck and very stressful. Um, but now I have backups in the toaster, and then I have another external that are, that has everything backed up. Yep, as well. But I do definitely focus on backing up my own stuff because that's irretrievable if it's lost yeah. and no one else has it. Right. Totally. So that's that stuff I back up online. Yeah. All, I mean, immediately. Yeah, that's got to be the, the the your first focus for yeah. sure. Because, like you said, it's a pain to to get back purchased stuff, yeah. but you can. There's usually a path. Yeah, a, a, some sort of support path. All nice to, guys. So yeah. <clears throat> um, I did have my friend Jeremy just lost a bunch of stuff. Oh, I think. So I would love to get a raid setup going. I'm intimidating. Yep. I'm intimidated by it. Yeah. I, 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 either raid or um, uh, what's the other one? Nos, NAS. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to investigate that. It's, it's expensive though. Yeah. It um, is. But like, if if I had had a raid set up instead of just the toaster, it would have been fine. Yeah. Pro- probably. Maybe. So, <laughs> so raid would be sweet. Um. Clay must have insane backup stuff. 
Yeah, I do, it's it's that something you know that about. I don't understand. And <laughs> um, the one thing, while we're when I've been talking to our IT guy about setting up uh, our SVN depot of sound, he's really like, "Let me know when it's time to do this," because he's got like we've got backups and there's backups at as his house that are off-site backups for everything. And he's like, "Whoa, like it's gonna be you're gonna drop like." massive data on me so let right. me get ready for it yeah yeah totally okay because i'm yeah it's gonna be like has everybody left for the day all right i'm checking this in <laughs> you'll do it over a long weekend or something yeah yeah so we get into some of the uh comments and questions from, from sure. the twitter you can turn the light on i can turn the light on you won't crash the car no i won't crash the car all right questions topher um all-in-one versus boutique indie as needed. I'm not sure what that means. Can you expunge on it? I'm sure you read the um, whole question. He was, he was talking about like commercial libraries. Commercial libraries. Should, oh, okay. should you get an all-in-one library or boutique small indie libraries like as you need them? Um, yes to both. Yeah. That's the worst answer ever. Well, I think it's good to have one general library yeah. that has just a lot of stuff. But then all I buy these days is boutique yeah. things. I think I think buying boutique libraries for what you need when you need it is awesome. Yeah. Like it is a great way to go. But if you're constantly relying on uh, I need to make X, well I need to stop, find the library, buy the library, download the library, now I'm ready to work, like mm-hmm. several hours later potentially. It just really impedes your workflow versus well, I've got a generalist library, and I can take this and turn it into what I need. Yeah. So I kind of think you need both. You need a base to build off of, and then you add the library, the, the weird libraries, as you need them and can get and can get them. Oh man, this road is so much better uh, now. Let's see that SNR. Ooh, so better. Minus so, twenty four. Not. We just got four dB. <laughs> All, All right, right. Uh, John. Okay, this is a contentious issue. Yes, I know. I know one of the question you were talking one, about. Do Do you prefer? Yes. One shot sounds, so every sound is its own discrete file. Yep. Or one wave with all the sounds in it. I'm a gimme individual waves for every sound. Okay. Um, I I am the other one. You are the multiple waves in one one file for multiple things. Yes. Yep. I think. I think both are totally valid, and it is a very personal decision. Um, so as far as what you should do, do whatever you like. And if, you release a com- if you're talking about releasing a commercial library, I also think do what you would use. You're, you know, half the people are going to like it and half don't. So yeah. just go with what you want. And you know, it's not like I'm not going to like use something because it's multiple waves in one file. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm still going to use it. Like, um, why do you prefer single files? Uh, even if it's like, I if I'm going to drag something into a session and I'm making uh, four variations of something, and here is a metal hit that you know I want four variations of this metal hit to go as a layer in each one of my variations. If they're individual files, I can just drag them and drop them all where I want them. Right. Versus if it's one, I got to bring it in, cut it up. And move them to where I want them. Okay. Well, okay. 
It's I, a, it's I like a, the long ones yep. because then I can just strip silence. Yep. And then they're generally spaced. Right, but they're not spaced to however it is the thing that I'm making. No, but I'm always going to have to, you're always going to have to do that anyways. So. Well, I guess you can control drag. Yep. Um, so, so it's I a, it's a super minor thing. Super minor. When it comes down to it. I think contentious was a really dramatic word. It is. I think it's a, I think it's a, the, the, I think people talk about liking one or the other, like, and make it a bigger deal than it really is. Yeah, like everything. Of course. <laughs> so, that said, I'm totally right, you're totally wrong. Yeah. Always give me multiple files. Agreed. <laughs> uh, what is it? Toy Tree. Freesound.org for free. These are great because these are. I'm just reading Matt's notes. Yeah, that are completely non-questions. Some of and them were just like tips and comments and stuff. Okay. So his was like um, Freesound. He was basically like calling out like, "Hey, Freesound is a a thing you can use." Because um, I made fun of it last episode. Ah, uh, maybe. Okay. Um, and then he gave what was his name? He said Felix Dot Bloom. That's him. I'm, okay. pr- I'm pretty sure that's him. So he was pimping his own sounds on Freesound. Okay. Um, so for a thing, I made a note there just of interest because, I mean, freesound.org is a, is a great resource. Um, I don't use it because I'm always, like, worried about attributing the right ways. And I can't keep track of things. And I don't have time. So I just don't. Yeah. But there is a lot of stuff. And I want 96K. Right? I don't do anything not at 96K. I don't want anything I have to attribute. So I did a search for CC0, which is Creative Commons. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. Uh, okay. And not have to attribute it. And it's basically like free for you to use it. And 96K. And I wrote a number down there. 3,000. Over 3,000. I think it was 3,100 and something. Okay. Sounds were CC0 and 96K. Okay. So there's, there's stuff there, even if you're looking for high-quality me being really lazy. Yes. So it is, if you don't have a big generalist library, you don't have a small library, it still is a great resource. It just takes a lot of time to weed through yeah. the, um, a lot of stuff. So, so yeah, it's there. Use it. All right. Uh Jay Fernandez, metadata and tagging it. Tagging. Uh, do it, he says. Basically. Basically, that was his comment. Like, okay. Basically, yeah. So this is if you were making your own library. Yeah. Which I think is, is, I think, even if you're making your own library, it's not a commercial thing. You're just making your own library. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have the capabilities, um, if you got Basehead, you have Soundminer, you have something, you should put in that metadata. Because if you ever share it with anybody, they're going to appreciate that way more. Yeah. So even if you're not all, like, metadata heavy, mm-hmm. well, you probably should be. Like, we, we should be. Um, and it's a, good, it's a good thing to do if you're going to pass stuff around. Yeah, totally. Um, also in metadata news, yes, Reaper, Reaper's new update has Reaper... Their search engine, I believe, is now recognizing metadata. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, broadcast wave stuff. Yeah, which is and the the Reaper browser file browser is amazing. Yep, it, it creates like the catalog it creates is so fast, like a blink of an eye, it has somehow scanned your entire library and made a catalog out of it. Right, it's, it's nuts. 
Um, so the fact that it's doing metadata now is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Christopher uh, Tamek, I assume? I think Christopher? so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you feel you cannot or do not want to record yourself? You want to start that one? I'm thinking. You're um, thinking. There are I- things that sometimes I just know someone's going to have done it way better than me. Like right. guns. Like, I don't have the resources, and I'm not, and I don't work on a lot of games that require it. Yeah. Like, there are so many great gun libraries already out there. Totally. And that if I go do it, it's not going to sound really any different, probably. Um, and I, I've recorded like six gunshots in my life. <laughs> um, and I do use them sometimes just because they're mine, but. Yeah. But I would uh, say there's nothing that I don't want to record yeah but like you're saying there is a bunch of stuff i know that other people can or have already done better than i'm going to be able to do yeah but i i still i i know i'm not going to be able to record as good guns as a lot of other people but i want to do it yeah you know by the way uh it's going to be too late unless you edit it like tomorrow but there Probably is a Chuck Ressum sale on for the next 48 right. hours you just missed a great sale you just missed a great Chuck Ressum sale yeah um, so, yeah, I don't think there's anything I don't want to record. I want to record everything. I think there are things I'm just generally not super interested in. Yep. Like, I don't want to do a big car recording like you oh, would I'd, love to I'd, do. I'd love to do a big car, car yeah. recording. Um, I would I, I would gl- gladly buy all my vehicle libraries. Yep. Um, but think, what, what, like, what are things you really want to record? Because I want to do more nature stuff. Like, yeah. My Peru trip was the best yeah. thing ever. I want to do more, like, big stuff. Okay. Like, dropping cars from cranes. I would love to do that. That would be great. You know, like, big, <laughs> big destruction-y things and just, like, things of large scale. Mm-hmm. Like, cars. Doing a cool car recording with some, like, big, badass cars. Just, in general, like, I, do, I can do lots of little stuff. Yeah. You know, I can do little stuff all the time. I got my little booth. I got my home stuff. Like, that's... That's great and fun, um, but the big stuff that needs like a bunch of planning and figuring out. I just want to go into the woods yeah. with like a parabolic mic yeah. and just be there for days yeah. trying to tr- track stuff down. <laughs> That'd be super fun. Okay, uh, Chris, Christopher's second question. Do you, do you recycle assets? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, assets are sounds. Like I don't reuse I don't reuse sounds that have already been in one game. If like the completed asset. Yes. But I will reuse sounds I've recorded all the time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, totally. They're mine. I can do what I want. Um Like you're saying, we'll totally once that's an asset in the game, it's usually I've messed with it enough that it's not usable anywhere else. Yeah. But if I've done a recording session for banging pots, yeah, I'll totally take that raw banging pots and reuse it again for something yeah. else. Uh, last question: file name disaster stories. Um, my only file name disaster story is not doing file names, so I lose track of things. Ah, okay. That's that's my bad thing i don't i don't think i have a file name disaster stories i have had event name disaster stories oh yeah um 
in FMOD Studio, if you put an and mm -hmm. in the event name, it like brings down the entire SVN server <laughs> or something. Like it just <laughs> broke everything. Oh. So no ands in your, All right. like no and symbols in event names. Good God. That was L terrifying. Leave the ampersand at home. Yeah, it just broke everything. Um, and. Oh, last, oh, we got bonus one questions. more bonus question on the back of the paper. Juan asks, uh, is it possible to create a truly original soundscape using mostly bot libraries? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. That's, I totally... That's I, what they're there for. Uh, the ambiences in Don't Starve, they're good, right? Yep. People say they're good. People like them. They, they like the ambience of that game. The ambiences are mostly library stuff. Like, that's a, an area that I have a lot of recordings for. So I used, so those are like, I think, good original sounding, you know, fresh sounding ambiences. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's what you do and how you combine them. Yep. Um, yeah, because these are, these are construction kits, right? They're yep. not, they're not just like final sound. You use the one, you're good to go. You're, you're, it's how you combine them, how you, how you choose to process them. That's all up to you. That's all, that can all be original. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not, I don't think anyone is particularly interested in if something is a truly original soundscape. Yeah. It's more of if it's good or not. That, yeah. That's what the consumer cares about. And that's, uh, that's kind of the end of the line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, um, I like the second question. Are, are there any conspicuous, I'm guessing is what it's sure. supposed to say, conspicuous SFX you hear too often in games and movies other than the Wilhelm Screamer, the Hawk. For me... Yep. It's the gate creak yeah. that I have heard in every not great movie. <laughs> um, like almost without fail, 100%. It must be Hollywood Edge or something. Yeah. Um, like it's insane. I watched a movie the other night. Um, uh, it was some terrible horror movie because that, that's kind of what I do while I work. I put a terrible horror movie on really quietly. Yep. Um, Every single door in the game or in the movie, yeah, was that creek. was that creek, oh. the in and the out. It was this exact same creek every single door. It was oh. like fifty times. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, I would say mine is the cat. Yeah, yeah, that cat. There's also that porcelain uh, glass breaking. Yep, that isn't everything that a uh, Hotwood American Summer. Like made a joke out of, uh -huh. like every time someone throws something off screen, it, it makes, was that, that, makes that sound, sound, even if it was something that doesn't break <laughs> like that. That was hilarious. Jamie, sounds you hate. Any oh. <clears throat> Sorry, I was napping. Uh, Babadook. Uh, Jamie had problems with the, the, the Babadook. You know the scream, the dragon scream? The dragon scream, right, which was from... So not necessarily the Babadook, but that one sound yeah, yeah. you're done with. In the climax. You know that scene? Did you see watch that movie, Gordon? Yes. Yeah. And they played it, not only that sound, but they played just that sound with no processing, like four or five times in, in a row. Scene within 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> All right. So that brings up uh, something I know we were talking about, talking about on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Relation to commercial libraries, I think this is a good point for this question. Mm -hmm. How do you make an old, tired library fresh? Right. Right? Like, you've got, all you've got is 
the 6000 series yeah. with all of these cliched sounds we're talking about. Yep. What do you do? Uh, personally? Yep. EQ and saturation can help freshen something up a lot. I mm-hmm. like I like just go over it, go yeah, give it some subtractive EQ and then usually fire it through Saturn, Saturn to brighten it up a bit because yep. a lot of the older sounds are just kind of lacking on the high end. Yep. Um it because it's really interesting, like sometimes the Wilhelm screen, screen mm-hmm. is sounded it's sounding great sometimes. Yeah. Some of these guys that are putting in it as a, as a joke, they are processing it in such a way that it still sounds like a contemporary screen, even right. though it's like sixty years old or seventy years yeah. old. Um, so they can be made fresh again, but man, yeah. usually it's not worth the work. Right, but there's a lot of cases where that's that's your option. Yeah. You know, um, I find. Lots of layers and lots of chopping stuff into small pieces. Right. Right. So you're using like the head of just the head of something, not the entire. Ah. Uh, right. So you're chopping stuff up into a new reinterpreted space and then doing that processing on top of that. Right. And, right. And right. layers. And maybe doing like this is one that tired dragon scream sound, but I'm going to EQ the living hell out of it, so all I'm getting is the low end. I'm just going to take the low end of that sound and then put a fresh top end. Yeah, well, low end is especially salvageable as well. You know, so just mangling stuff so that you get pieces out of it. And it's it's recognizable in its its length and breadth of what it is. So the Mm -hmm. more you get away from that by chopping it up, by drastically EQing it, and then... Filling the spaces back in with something else, you can you can freshen stuff up. Yeah, totally. Okay, one other quick note. Uh, yeah. The the pro sound effect freelance program. Yep. I think it's just it's called Pro Sound Effects, right? I think so. So that's a company you can. I just signed up for it, and then you get deals on things. So that's pretty cool. So you have to submit an application to prove that you're professional or interested. I'm sure it's not that hard. To, no, I answered it. It's pretty, you know. So, uh, yeah, it looked like you got discounts on like RX and stuff. It, they were good things. Yeah, it's like lots of sound libraries. You got they've got a them. they've got the hybrid. You're looking for a generalist library. Yes, right. They've got the hybrid library, which has a special freelancer pricing. By the way, we're not getting paid for any of this, so this isn't like a sponsored thing. No, we just think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So, you know, unless they want to pay. <laughs> here's your chance give us some <laughs> libraries and we'll pimp your stuff <laughs> oh we're the worst no shame <laughs> no shame um yeah so check it out you know it's worth it's worth checking out and it, that's a newer generalist library out there yeah you know yeah which is which important is nice. to note because a yeah. lot of the generalist libraries are getting pretty dated yeah I think that's almost more of the problem with the generalist libraries. Not like you're getting, you know, yeah, you're getting a, usually a lot of stuff that you might not use now, but you never know when you're going to need, you know, that weird thing that you thought you're never going to use. Yeah. Um, it's that they're they're getting old, and we've all heard them, like you're saying, we've all heard that cat scream a million times. Yeah, and, and it's not like, and, it might not affect, like, the consu- consumers might not care that much. But you're going to enjoy your job more yeah. if you're working with sounds that you think are awesome and you're not bored to death. Yeah. Like, quite honestly, I flip-flop back and forth between nobody but sound people cares about this. Yeah. 
right? Like nobody but sound people cares that that creek is there. Like they're just going to enjoy the product. Yeah. But then I'll swing back to be like, no, it's got to be all fresh. It's all got to be original. But what you're saying, it actually does just your enjoyment of making the product comes through. Yeah. If you've got like a joy and excitement about what you're doing, it's going to be better than if you're just slogging. Yeah. So it's going to affect fresh new sounds make you excited about what you're doing, you're going to get a better product. Yeah. So on that note, let's go to Bungie. Let's go to Bungie. And maybe we'll talk more when we get back. Sounds good. So as it turns out, we forgot to record anything on the way home from the Bungie talk. Um, So that means this, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next time. Maybe we'll have something to say about Bungie then. Shh.